It's time to check in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Concierge for Better Living with your host, Doc Rob. Hello and good day. This is Doc Rob, Dr. Rob Streisfeld. Here, your concierge to better living on CannabisRadio.com, iHeartRadio, and so many other platforms promoting good information, education, and it's promoting better living for the masses, specifically about cannabis, cannabinoids, and the benefits they offer. It's great to be back. We're in a new year. A lot of exciting things going on right now. We've got Excitement around the farm bill of 20, you know, 2018, 2019 is kind of a hybrid there. We've got a lot of new uh, states coming on board. We've got New York talking about going adult use. We've got California trying to sort things out. We've got shortages in Canada because people are in demand of a product that isn't available yet. But that doesn't mean anything except that there's progress being made. And today I'm excited to have on again uh, one of my friends of the industry and CEO, head of Medical Marijuana Inc., Dr. Stuart Titus, to talk a little bit about what's going on in the space. Um, Dr. Titus, great to have you on the show again. How you been? Happy New Year. Hi, Dr. Rob. Happy New Year to you. It's great to be on with you as always and uh, certainly uh, look forward to the opportunity today. Yeah, it's a lot of great stuff to talk about. I know, you know we go back several years when people didn't know what the term CBD or cannabidiol even meant, you know, it was one of those things that we were the weirdos and the, you know, trying to promote something that no one else knew about or was dangerous. And now it's, it's the thing. It's the trend everybody wants in. It doesn't mean it's always a good thing, but at least the awareness, uh, the, the information's coming out there. And, and definitely what I find, and I know you do as well, is the science is showing up more and more. We're getting more scientific validation, more research from around the world. I know that's something that's really dear to you, got you and your company and your team. Um, so, yeah, it's just great to have you on and all this exciting stuff around CBD and beyond. Yeah, well, it's certainly amazing to see what's uh, gone on in the industry. My gosh, uh, like you said, CBD is absolutely everywhere. And um, you know, we couldn't be more excited to be um, where we are positioned at this point in time and uh, certainly look forward to great things in the future. Uh, I think we've had some wonderful, um, uh, over the last uh, couple of years, just uh, uh, tremendous growth in some of our organizations. And uh, certainly uh, we look forward to spreading the good word of how CBD can help improve overall uh, you know, levels of health and wellness for many individuals. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. People that are early adopters or people that, you know, see the opportunities or uh, break down challenges and barriers, and I, and I give credit all the time to, you know, MJNA, you know, Medical Marijuana Inc. and the subsidiaries for being part of that leadership. And what I, I try to explain to people all the time that that's not an easy task. You know, you're dealing with government bureaucracies. You're dealing with, you know, decades of ingrained mis misnomers and mistruths and, and, and the team there, you know, ups and downs and challenges, but you guys have always had that path to try to promote this plant, to get the, the medicine out there for those areas that need it. Um, I know that that works with a, you know, in a lot of different ways. You guys have a lot of moving parts and sometimes that's, you know, I, I got the same problem. I have a lot of stuff going on and some people think that's not focused, but there's always been a focus about helping people about promoting this plant. And I think that's something I just wanted to make mention of because I know that 
you guys said we're we're doing this before most found it popular, before people even knew what was going on. And and while that may seem exciting to some, it doesn't it isn't always an easy journey. And um, I think again, wanted to give you guys um, you know credit where credit is due for for keeping up with that. And uh, you know, and and leading this this challenging category into the the mainstream. Yeah, well, certainly there've been the challenges over the years. Uh, you know, when you try to bring a product into a country who's been very anti-cannabis and hadn't really understood the differences, say between hemp, marijuana, uh, between CBD, THC, psychoactive, non-psychoactive, etc. Um, certainly. Um, you know, there's uh, a lot of dialoguing that needs to happen, and uh, of course, a lot of legal work, uh, you know, legal opinion letters, and uh, you know, regulatory challenges, etc. But um, overall, in, in many of these uh, foreign countries, uh, let's say Brazil, for example, April of 2014, we were able to first legalize our products into the country. Um, this was for a very humanitarian purpose because many of the children in the country were suffering from terrible forms of epilepsy, uh, the refractive type that uh, you know, technically would be drug resistant. The children were still having epileptic seizures. And it seemed that uh, the CBD product was working extremely well in many cases to help alleviate children's seizure disorders and actually help them to start to develop a little bit more normally. Improvements in mood, cognition, improvements in social um, interaction, appetite, feeding, etc., and this was not lost upon the regulatory authorities in the, the country, and they just decided to carve out a special import permit uh, for our products. Uh, I remember uh, when we initially were importing products, it was a very lengthy process. Uh, people in the country had to get um, all kind of uh, you know, descriptions, but also special import permits. It all had to be tracked uh, right uh, from the shipment from when it left our office right to the individuals receiving it. Uh, you know, there was a 60% import tax initially. Uh, over time, we got that reduced to 30% and 20%, and it got fully removed so that uh, the product became a little bit more affordable. And then uh, the government uh, healthcare system just saw so many great uh, benefits with the children, they just decided to blanketly approve uh, anyone with a doctor's prescription to cover this within the healthcare system. So uh, over time, it's been uh, wonderful. Of course, it took uh, quite a while, a good uh, year, 18 months before we had all the logistics worked out. But nonetheless, uh, we have a very successful Hemp Meds Brazil operation right now. We have two medical doctors on staff. We regularly give medical symposiums. And um, I couldn't be more excited about some of these international opportunities. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I mean, people are focused on the U.S. market and trying to, you know, climb this mountain of legalization and, and recognition. But there's a there's a world here, there's a global market, and people needing this type of medicine, this plant, all around the world. I know you guys have been active in Brazil, leading the way, as you mentioned, opening up those doors. Um, Mexico, very active. I know we were. I actually helped assist in, in helping to open up the doors in Puerto Rico, which you know, has made dramatic strides there, even with the hurricane and the challenges uh, on a local level. But I remember being there and, and working with, again, the doctors and the, and the researchers, and not just selling product, but educating and promoting why this is important for them to get a better understanding for. I think that's always been a, a key component and why I've always supported you guys is education has, has come first. Um, and yeah, of course, you got to keep the lights on and the business running. That's part of the world and, 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 and sales are part of that. But you guys have always been educating and, and breaking down those boundaries. And I see that happening not only in, the, in Brazil and Mexico and, and elsewhere, but 
the world is opening up tremendously and, and, and science and research accordingly. So it's great. It really has been amazing. Uh, we've recently been able to take one of our divisions over to the European markets. Uh, we just started operations December of 2017. And my gosh, what a tremendous reception we've had over there, uh, not only uh, among the individuals, but also among a lot of healthcare professionals, doctors, um, <clears throat> RNs. Uh, we have a lot of nurse practitioners, physicians assistants, uh, all kind of um, osteopaths, et cetera. Uh, showing that tremendous interest in uh, uh, the products. They've seen, uh, of, of course, many patients over their careers having you know, a certain level of success with the you know, pharmaceutical medications. But in many cases, particularly in terms of neurological medicine, uh, I think some of the uh, answers in the pharmaceutical community um, are lacking. Uh, certainly, we don't have a good treatment for things such as depression or for Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. PTSD, um, and uh, certainly the cannabinoids really seem to fit in quite well uh, in the overall health and wellness program. Uh, many of these European doctors have seen uh, tremendous results in just a very, very short period of time with some of their patients, and of course, they're uh, extremely interested once you start to see two or three patients with some uh, tremendous turnarounds and overall health and wellness, uh, some of their inflammatory markers starting to come down to more normal levels. Oh my gosh, all of a sudden this really picks their interest and uh, we've been able to help follow up with some uh, education and some seminars over there. I've done some, uh, of course, in-person uh, training in European markets as well as uh, Skype and Zoom sessions now. And uh, certainly uh, we've been extremely excited about the uh, amazing growth that we've seen over in the European markets. Uh, it does seem people over there, for whatever reason, it's either their uh, genetics or a more natural diet lifestyle or something about the emotional um, content of the people. I, I can't say what it is, but sometimes the results are just remarkable compared to uh, what we see in other countries with other people. I, I've just been incredibly impressed with this. Uh, I can't really explain it scientifically yet, but uh, certainly we're working to see um, how CBD affects uh, different uh, patients, different populations, different uh, uh, types of people, and uh, this is just an interesting uh, fact as we uh, go forward. We'll certainly look forward to put more of the science on, if you will. Yeah, of course. I mean, that, that's key. When people start, I mean, that's always was resonated with me with seeing the children with epilepsy getting better. Um, the adults, you know, with, with other different issues, Parkinson's or MS starting to have relief or better sleep. You start seeing these firsthand and, and myself as a health practitioner, you know, and seeing that it really doesn't, you have to forget about all the political nonsense and say, is this making the person in front of me have a better quality of life? Are they feeling better? Are they having more success? And, and that's what I think the Europeans really grasp, I think, <laughs> tremendously. That's my take, is that they look at it as a, what's the end result? What's the quality of life? Where, where are we going to get to? Not the whole process and regulatory issues and red tape that got us down that road, but where are the results at? And that's what they want to take home, and that's their message. So I, I, I have no doubt you guys are just going to continue to see that great response across the pond and um, again I, I'm looking forward to not only CBD but you know the cannabis as a whole uh, terpenes uh, cannabinoids lignans all these different flavonoids all the different components that we keep identifying in this plant and finding different uses for and different combinations with other herbs and other plants and other natural remedies I think that this is just the beginning we're, we're still on the tip of the iceberg of uh, cannabis and cannabinoid based therapeutics and, and that's really exciting for for me, and I'm sure very exciting for you guys as a whole, not only being leaders, but staying very much involved and, and watching its growth. 
Yes, we uh, certainly are excited about uh, you know where this is going, and uh, you brought up a great point because uh, it's so interesting that the cannabis plant is so well expressed in various chemical compounds. Uh, you know, the cannabis plant may have as much as 500 different uh, compounds, so a great number of uh, uh, cannabinoids. Of course, many of them are just in trace amount, but then a huge amount of your terpenes, terpenoids, your flavonoids, uh, plant waxes, chlorophyll, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, you know, these uh, components all acting synergistically in its natural botanical form, um, pretty, pretty amazing. I don't know of any other plant with, uh, the quite, uh, with that type of expression of these uh, amazing chemical compounds. And I think that's part of the reason why many people are coming over to the more natural botanical side. Certainly, uh, medical cannabis here in the U.S., we have 33 U.S. states with medical cannabis laws. Many of the recent states have, uh, I guess, uh, Ohio has 21 different medical indications for use, Pennsylvania, 19 different medical indications. So certainly for many people, um, you know, we're just seeing some uh, very interesting trends. Uh, the medical cannabis-friendly states are um, prescription drug coverage, Medicare Part B expenditures, significantly lower than in the non-cannabis-friendly states. And uh, Of course, opioid uh, use is much lower in the cannabis-friendly uh, states as well. So uh, certainly, you know, very interesting trends and, and things that really have some uh, very interesting long-term applications uh, here in the U.S. Yeah, it's really exciting. And again, and beyond, I know that, you know, people have been talking about this and the doctors are calling me on a regular basis. So tell me more about CBD and tell me more about cannabis. And I think that I'm instead of fighting a lot of frowns, we're getting a lot of excited, wide open eyes and, and open minds now after a few years of this. And um, again, just something that's really great to be a part of and, and, and a long way to go still. Speaking of a long way to go, we're not done yet, but we're going to take a quick break. This has been a great first segment of today's show with Dr. Stuart Titus from Medical Marijuana Inc. talking about the uh, amazing cannabinoid you know, cannabis and cannabidiol and all the movements that are happening. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back at this brief break from our sponsors, our advertisers. Hang in there. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living on canvasradio.com. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth sheepskin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z dot com. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and a approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. 
Are you ready to be inspired and educated by the best of the best in the cannabis industry while enjoying sunny South Florida? Then you cannot miss out on the second annual United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, August 2nd and 3rd at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. The USCC Expo welcomes all cannabis business professionals, medical cannabis caregivers and clinicians, growers and dispensary owners to join us for another can't-miss event. Sponsored by the radio and podcast leader for all things cannabis, CannabisRadio.com. Learn more at usccexpo.com. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living only on cannabisradio.com. And we are back. So we've been having a great initial conversation with my friend, Dr. Stuart Titus from Medical Marijuana Inc. here on this episode of Concierge for Better Living. And I know that um, there's a lot of innovation going on in delivery systems and uh, making things more bioavailable, making things work better. You know, I think that, you know, we talk about epilepsy. I know that's been a major category of interest in the healthcare community, especially as it pertains to cannabis and cannabinoids. And of course, because we're seeing people improve. I personally had firsthand benefits when I witnessed uh, my mother who's going through certain seizures, uh, find relief and improvement and less pharmaceutical interventions uh, through using CBD and cannabis as a whole. Uh, we've seen it with children, amazing story after story. Um, but one of the things we see is that, you know, of course, pharma is getting involved and drugs, GW Pharma has been working on, you know, their epidiolics and getting it, which is a little bit expensive right now, but getting it out there and getting testing. And we're going to constantly look for ways to improve in this category and find new compounds and new ways to make people feel better and treat these conditions. I know that's something that of interest to you guys and one of your subsidiaries, one of your uh, your, your, your I guess to be partners or interests, um, with Canterlife Science. You guys, I've known Canterlife Science for many years. Um, when I went to a conference, an International Cannabinoid Research Symposium in Italy, I don't know how many years ago, four and a half years ago, you know, Canterlife was there presenting. Um, there was constant interaction between the medical community and the research community. What's been of the latest with that group? Because I know there's a lot of exciting things going on over there. Well, they really are. Uh, CanLife is uh, one of our uh, flagship companies in uh, pharmaceutical development, uh, two license agreements from our U.S. National Institutes of Health to uh, commercialize the U.S. government's patent, uh, the 6630-507 patent, the therapeutic use of cannabinoids, a patent titled Cannabinoids as Antioxidants and Neuroprotectants. CanLife with uh, two license agreements. The first one is to develop a cannabinoid-based medicine to treat what is known in the medical community as hepatic encephalopathy, a, a liver brain disorder brought about by um, long-term opiate use or excess alcohol abuse. And the second uh, indication for use uh, to develop a cannabis or cannabinoid-based medicine to treat traumatic brain injury or CTE, which is unfortunately becoming the industrial disease of the National Football League, National Hockey League, etc. Uh, Candlelight uh, recently had a nice uh, segment on NBC's Dateline. It was about a 20-minute segment, uh, just outlined some of their research facilities in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, uh, a couple of new proprietary molecules, particularly KLS-13019, as it's being called, has uh, shown some extreme levels of neuroprotection in the very early stage of uh, Petri dish models. Uh, certainly, we're excited about uh, 
concluding our animal studies at Temple University. And uh, from here, hopefully Candlelight will be able to enter into stage one human trials uh, to determine the safety and uh, certainly uh, maybe start to establish some efficacy levels of their new proprietary molecule and uh, particularly treating uh, these uh, terrible medical conditions. Yeah, it's exciting. Again, I'm one of those guys, as you know, who sits on the fence of, look, I'm a naturopath. I am all about the whole plan. I believe that food is our medicine, that the plant kingdom can heal us. And yet I am also a scientist and a physician who understands that research and scientific development and innovation is important. It's imperative to us as a whole, as a society. And I think that most people like to take camps on one side or the other. And I understand the value of both. I'd like to keep sometimes a little check on the pharma development when there are a when there is a natural alternative available. But this research that we must continue to support, I, I do completely, is, is, is definitely necessary. And I think that it's great what you guys are doing. And I think that, you know, as a whole, you guys have that division that's doing some pharmaceutical research for certain conditions and, you know, medical diseases. But at the same time, I know you guys are still pushing with the whole plant and planting more hemp and getting, the, you know, that whole aspect of the, the, the whole synergistic oils and the full extracts out to the people as well. And I think that's what people have to understand is that it doesn't have to be black or white, that there's a, a wide spectrum here of this plant's benefits that we have to start looking at. And uh, as you know, hempcrete and uh, hemp biofuels and so many different things that aren't even in the medical landscape, but they still affect us as consumers and as society are all needing to be you know, researched and, and, and developed further. Well, for sure. It's very, very exciting with the passage of the farm bill to bring back hemp as an agricultural crop. Uh, you know, it's been uh, absent here for 82 years, I believe. It's been uh, just a terrible crime because uh, in many of today's products can be developed uh, from hemp rather than from oil-based, uh, you know, fossil fuel-based uh, technology. It's going to move us into a much more sustainable and renewable society. Uh, you mentioned some of the amazing industrial uses, over 50,000 industrial uses for the hemp plant. And once we start growing enough hemp here in the U.S. to attain what we call in economics economies of scale, for the fact that you know, we have enough hemp biomass, we're uh, taking uh, the hemp biomass, the biofuel plant, producing clean, burning ethanol, methanol, nice natural fuels uh, certainly will be cost effective. Or your hemp building construction materials, your hemp insulation markets, uh, all of a sudden will be cost competitive with uh, traditional lumber and other insulation materials that people can regularly find at Home Depot, etc. Of course, hemp textiles, uh, cotton, my gosh, uh, it takes about 25% of the world's agricultural chemicals to grow a cotton crop. And, um, you know, here we can do things in a much more sustainable, renewable fashion without all the uh, chemical compounds and the, do everything, uh, you know, to really uh, move us uh, much uh, uh, well forward with, uh, you know, tremendous employment. We really think that this overall uh, cannabis industry, the hemp industry with all the ancillary businesses, we can employ well over a million individuals and add great percentage points back to our nation's gross domestic product. Uh, so certainly we're very excited about the next few years in terms of hemp production here in the U.S. We're also excited about uh, the hemp futures market because there's going to be a significant number of farmers willing to grow hemp. And, of course, we have futures markets in Chicago for wheat, soybeans, corn, etc. And so now here farmers will have an end use uh, for their crop, be able to hedge out any price risk. I think this is going to have a tremendous impact on the number of farmers being willing to grow hemp here in the States.
Yeah, I think that's a great point. I mean, I mean, as you know, uh, we've talked about it. I just recently acquired a, a New York State hemp research license to grow out there, and I've done my own research. And I, you know, I have my concerns. I mean, I'm getting into a space that has still uh, an, in its infancy, and um, you know, I hear a lot of people. Everyone's jumping on, and everyone's growing, looking for seeds for high CBD and to extract CBD. But when I try to in, implore people, especially these bunch of farmers that are looking at hemp. Those that understand farming understand that this is a going to be a, a, a big crop in the future, and we need to understand that there's that diversification of what we're going to produce or process out of that that plant, you know. And um, you know, for everyone putting their, their their emphasis on CBD growing, and I think that that might be, you know, a bubble to some degree when there's so many people around the world, not just in the United States alone, but around the globe, that sees this opportunity and starts planting. In a couple of years, you might have an, uh, a surplus of CBD. But yet at the same time, you know, we start shifting their hemp crops into other areas of the industry. So it's never a bad thing. It's going to be a learning curve. It's going to be a growing and, and, and maturing industry over the next several years and decades, hopefully. Um, it's just, again, it's great to be a part of it and, you know, to be active in it, not just on the sidelines. I know you've been, again, heavily active in it for longer than most. So I know you see it from all different angles as well. Um, but there's going to be a, a lot of that conversation. You know, does Canada start really growing a lot of CBD hemp where they haven't been for many years? Um, you know, does the international market, does China, you know, grow significant amounts of hemp for CBD? And how does that impact the global market? I mean, there's a lot of these things that, while, you know, you and I know that while everyone's excited about, ooh, let's get CBD onto the shelves, it doesn't always mean it's going to be perfect or smooth sailing all the way down the road. So I just, uh, I'm not a naysayer or a guy who likes to you know, be a, 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 a negative person on the party, but I'm a realist and I like to keep real about things and let my listeners know that this is not all just, you know, you know fireworks. There are some challenges ahead and we're going to have to work through that, you know, as, a, as an industry, as a collective, which is going to be important. Yeah, we really are. But uh, it's uh, wonderful that you've got this New York State license. There's a tremendous researcher who has actually uh, moved from Canada down to Clarkson University in upstate New York, Dr. David Midland. And uh, Dr. Midland, has a, uh, he's a chemical engineer, and he's developed a way to process the hemp plant into uh, something that uh, is able to store a tremendous amount of energy, particularly solar as well as electrical energy. Um, these new uh, kind of the emerging concept of hemp batteries and hemp supercapacitors really has the potential to uh, revolutionize uh, the way we look at uh, energy. Hemp itself is extremely electric. I think uh, some of the electrical properties, interestingly enough, of CBD are at least part of the reason why these seizure episodes are coming down so nicely in children. I know in medical science we don't really look too much at the electrical side, but it's really interesting to see these uh, incredible electrical capabilities of the hemp plant and you know being right there in new york with a hemp license gosh i'd like to think you might be at the forefront of this uh, kind of emerging trend uh, these hemp supercapacitors uh, just to give a little example let's say currently today if you have a tesla automobile you go uh, you know you're 200 250 miles and then generally you've got to just uh, park your car at the garage plug it in, charge it up overnight a good eight hours, and boom, you're back out on the road for another um, 200, 250 miles. Well, with these hemp supercapacitors, you pull into a filling station and a quick, boom, 20-second charge, and you're back on the road for another 200 or 250 miles. So certainly that puts a little different spin 
on these electric cars and vehicles. I'm uh, really excited about where this may potentially go. And of course, to be able to grow your own batteries rather than mine the earth for these rare metals and of course all the uh, you know pollution and everything else that's associated with it, I think uh, really uh, uh, speaks volumes as to what the future can be uh, with hemp. Oh yeah, the future looks bright, the future looks hempy. Um, we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back and wrap this wonderful episode of Concierge for Better Living Up with Dr. Stuart Titus from Medical Marijuana Inc. Don't go anywhere, we'll be right back after this last break. This is Doc Rob, your Concierge for Better Living. The Concierge for Better Living will continue in a moment. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little, your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint the business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. Only on CannabisRadio.com. And we are back with this last segment today, and we're talking about the future being bright, full of cannabis and hemp and energy, and it's all positive, and that's kind of what I like about it. We were seeing something change. I see a lot of these issues that uh, in the 1930s with the cotton industry, with the paper industry, with the energy industry, these are all things that were coming about, but were squashed, squashed by big corporate interests and big greed, but they're not going to be squashed or held down any longer, whether it be the internet, whether it be just society as a whole, or just be it's time is, hemp is back, cannabis is back, and I know that Dr. Titus, you and Medical Marijuana have a lot of things going on. Um, is there anything else you want to share while we have you on this that's going on, anything exciting, anything you want to mention while we have you on the show today? Well, Dr. Rob, of course, we had a wonderful conversation, I think, in terms of health and wellness, you know, the, the discovery of this amazing endogenous cannabinoid system, uh, the fact that we all do uh, produce natural 
cannabinoids within our bodies. Uh, it's just such an interesting concept for many people. Obviously, tremendous implications for health and wellness. Huge number of receptor sites widely expressed throughout the human body for cannabinoids. Uh, many um, you know, uh, the cannabinoid receptors, CB1 and the brain, spinal column, CB2, the gut, the viscera, the internal organs, and then a huge number of other receptor sites like your vanilloid pain receptors, very accepting of cannabinoids. Your G-protein coupled receptor sites, again, very accepting of cannabinoids. So there's really uh, some tremendous science behind this. And uh, once people understand the science of the endogenous cannabinoid system, my gosh, it's just then all of a sudden they say, wow, what a crime. It's been, uh, you know, almost uh, three and a half generations that cannabis has been eradicated from our diets. We're all cannabinoid deficient. We're all moving to a lower level of health and wellness. But all of a sudden now we have tools to be able to actually regain those uh, wonderful uh, levels and uh, hopefully affect genetic expression. Uh, you know, the, the research that could potentially go on here with this endogenous cannabinoid system, uh, even though there are thousands and thousands of articles at the National Institutes of Health on cannabinoids, I still think is very, very much at the ground uh, stage, ground floor levels, and certainly uh, for any health and wellness practitioner such as yourself to incorporate some uh, cannabinoid-based therapeutics along with your traditional uh, regimen, your acupuncture, um, physiotherapy, et cetera, et cetera, I think uh, really is going to set uh, those individuals like yourself well apart in terms of the practice. I just think you're going to be able to help people well beyond uh, what uh, most uh, normal conventional uh, people would imagine with these uh, amazing additions to uh, overall health and wellness program. Yeah, I mean, that, I, I'm glad you said that as a holistic practitioner and as a, you know, we look at all, that doesn't exclude all the other things we've been recommending, dark green leafy vegetables, meditation, yoga, exercise, you know, lots of clean, healthy, you know, clean water. Those are things that are complementary and they actually help to promote and support the endocannabinoid system and the production of our own endocannabinoids. And so those are things that it gives empowerment to the individual, not only to take a supplement or take a medicine, but to do things on their own that are going to make it more effective and have a better overall result. And I want to also mention as my little kitten just comes over nudging up against me right now that this also applies to your family pets your dogs your cats the horses even um, we see this now becoming much more popular in the pet community I know you guys at Medical Marijuana Inc. understand that have made efforts to, to make products available for the pets of people you know people's you know loves their family and uh, I think all this collectively is gonna make people a lot healthier and happier and and that includes the dogs and cats too yeah, it's very, very interesting uh, the fact that so many of these uh, pets respond so quickly, uh, you know, just within a few days, very uh, you know, elderly, sedentary dogs are all of a sudden going up and down stairs again, jumping up and down on their owners, just like uh, when they were puppies. Uh, very, very interesting to see this uh, phenomena play out. And uh, it's interesting, even a, a large a horse or a, a you know, large-sized dog doesn't really need a lot of CBD because their digestive systems are so efficient at processing nutrients. Oh yes, more does not always equal better, and I want to keep promoting that. We talked about energy earlier. Homeopathy is very popular in Europe and Germany, and it's the smallest amount, and the energetic principles that, that it has makes the impact to the body. Animals are much more sensitive, and again, every individual out there, whether you're a first-time cannabis user or a long-standing veteran in the, in, in the space, you got to listen to your own body. You got to find medications and the right dosing that works for you. It's you know this is something that's going to be emerging over the 
years of finding the right strains, the right products, the right combinations of compounds for the individual. But that's part of the exciting here. We have the opportunity in front of us. And again, I, I want to thank you, Dr. Titus, for taking the opportunity to share this information with our listeners today. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. There's a lot of exciting things happening over in your neck of the woods and around the world, from Brazil to Mexico to Europe. And again, people stay tuned, keep your tabs on Medical Marijuana Inc. Uh, and all the different subsidiaries and different partners. Uh, again, Dr. Tice, great having you on the show. It's always a pleasure. Well, Dr. Rob, thank you so very much for the opportunity. Uh, tremendous uh, being with you. I uh, certainly love everything you're doing. I wish you all the best with your patients and clientele. I uh, just uh, look forward to uh, much more uh, correspondence over the coming months and years. Hopefully we can start to do a few more things like we uh, did back in the old days. Oh, yeah, definitely worth circling back around and building on those relationships. There's a lot of good stuff to still be done. And, uh, you know, looking forward to this summer, a little New York fun, a little Woodstock reunion, and, and lots of hemp being planted up in the Northeast. So with that, I'm going to say thanks again, Dr. Titus, for your time today. Thank you to everyone over at Cannabis Radio. Wishing everyone a happy new year, a great 2019 ahead of us, a lot of prosperity, a lot of good planting. And again, I wish everyone all the best in health and happiness. This is Doc Rob, your concierge to better living here at Canvas Radio and iHeartRadio and so many other great platforms. Take care. Until the next time, all the best. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.